Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. It's whimsically volatile. Craig, are we, are we rolling? We are rolling. May I pay you a compliment while you jigger the system with your fingers? Why, certainly, I would quite like that. Thank you. Gregory, I would like to politely encourage you to eat my ass. Hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) I'll have to get back to you on that one. I don't think right now uh, I'm very interested, uh, but... uh... (laughs) I would like to politely encourage you to consider that my pussy is really an a-hole. Ah, okay. Well, that I can... Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Let's see. Is it ringing? Do you hear it ringing? Here we go. There yes. we go. Let me turn it up. Okay, here we go. Hello. Hello. Is this Lady Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> Come a little closer because the mic's on us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that a yes? I'm not sure. Is that a yes or is that just... Uh... <laughs> This is going to be, this is going to be very difficult for me. Okay, first of all, all, rule number one, never let the interviewer get the upper hand (laughs) by just exchanging pleasantries. (laughs) We're going deep, minted, dark, and hateful. Three, two, one. Bunny. I would like to introduce you to my good friend, Craig McNeil. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? I believe we've met. Ah, in yes. In the restroom of several LA bus stations. I didn't think you'd remember. <laughs> I was in the woman's room. Oh, <laughs> 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 did you think anyone noticed or was I passing by? Oh, you passed. Passed with flying <laughs> colors. <laughs> Wait, Bunny I is the... gas out of my fake vagina. <laughs> Look, nothing felt fake, okay? It was very real on my end. Elderly heavyweight drag queens enjoy a marijuana infused butter for breakfast. <laughs> Wait, buddy. And there was, I was so full after eating two tubs this morning of but- marijuana oil butter. Did you- and I wasn't even able to put it on a roll. I didn't have room for any rolls or toast or anything. Two tubs of fun. <sighs> That's right. Bun- Bunyan, may I call you Bunyan? Yes, you may. I would like to relate. Craig, we, we went on tour once. Uh-huh. And uh, Bunny, to correct me if I'm wrong, but you said the following words to me. I'm going to go display my true hotness and eat this sandwich by the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she sure did. She chowed down like it was her last meal on earth and she went... <laughs> Well, as much as that may be humorous for you, um, don't mock the, the hypoglycemic. So oh, are I you am, hypoglycemic? I, well, you know, my mom's a nurse, so I'm a hypochondriac, but I'm oh. all, she tells me I'm borderline hypoglycemic, which she says was really um, – she learned about when I would go to church, there would be such a – we'd be there for so long that we wouldn't get home till 2 to eat lunch, and we'd had breakfast at 8 a.m., so – I would have a hypoglycemic meltdown due to no food being in my body. So she says that I'm supposed to eat six smaller meals a day. Well, I got the six meals part, but I kind of left out the smaller. And, uh, now we have girdles. Yeah, but come my- on. Bunny, your legs, they don't stop. They go all the way up. To my <laughs> chins, uh, beard. Chins. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they go all the way. It's just legs and beard. Um well, you know, my legs stay trim from carrying my fat stomach around. It's like wearing weights on your legs. Well, I I, I do an act where I grow a beard to my knees and then uh, strip by t- cutting it off. <laughs> You're a liar and a lecherous It's a creature. great act, but you can only do it once every five years. Oh, that's true. Bunny, can I ask you, how are you feeling today? No. <laughs> I'm great. I'm not negative. I'm an, I am not negative. No, I am not. No, she's a pause queen. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> now, I'm in Hawaii, and it is so exquisite. I mean, 
the, I, I'm in an apartment where they had the AC turned on when I came in because it can be, you know, moist, balmy, not in a bad, not in a, like a, no. uh, I'm suffocating mm-hmm. from the humidity August in Miami way, yeah. but in a way that is, um, you don't really want the AC on because you want that. The atmosphere in Hawaii is a combination of the flowers in the air. Mm-hmm. One uh, smelled like cinnamon yesterday. Ooh. I mean, it was just outrageous. And uh. the, also the sounds, like I went downstairs early in the morning before it was daylight, and there was like a tree full of birds that were just having a hoot nanny. It was really, <laughs> you know, I mean, just like, like shaking the tree. I mean, and then you're, you're hearing the sounds of, you know, birds, animals. We heard, I was taking a video at a, the top of a mountain. And uh, yesterday, and took uh, just understood this wild lilting sound of the of the Hawaiian people. And when they speak, I wasn't pointing the camera at them, but I was just (laughs) they were also tourists, so you know, looking around. So it's just great to. It's just it's an ambiance that you really. It's very relaxing for people who get keyed up. And I'm really not one to go to tourist spots because I don't like to bake on the beach. Yeah, me neither. But. Um, you know, and I don't like places that are devoid of local color, but this, it, it, you, you just have to get off the plane and relax. And oh, I, yeah. I, I, every time I come here, I'm, I dream about my next time being here. I've <laughs> never had time to go on the trips to the other islands or yeah. any of that. But so, I mean, I, I've only seen Waikiki yeah. uh, and, and Honolulu. I'm in downtown Honolulu. Anyway, I performed at Scarlet. Scarlet, it was yeah. Fun. They're yeah. so – and the, Craig, the people at Scarlet, these guys <clears> – <throat> so some promoters, like Bunny will tell you, so some of these promoters are real trash. Mm, yeah. But the, um, but the guys at Scarlet in Honolulu yeah. – they are some of the performers are real <laughs> myself included uh-huh. <laughs> but That's some of them why we get the gigs yeah 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 some of the promoters are real trash but but the guys at scarlet they take they go above and beyond they take mm-hmm. they ask you what do you want to do what do you want to do what do you want to see and they it's like it's almost like they're trying to get you into a cult bunny it's like amazing <laughs> they're so great at like if you if you like i want to go see a 96,000 year old woman fart a goldfish out of her poontang into my mouth to be like yeah 3 a.m we know where to go <laughs> it's crazy yeah they'll sort it out for you how does your mom stay up so <laughs> <laughs> vivance <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that the is mom the correct word to use for your dad since he transitioned? <laughs> Listen, don't you dare slander the good name of the McCooks. I'll have you know, Bunny. My mom is actually a nurse too. Oh, okay. A psychiatric for those of you who nurse. Don't know about the wild conclusions that Tati is jumping to. Wild. My mother, Lady Becky, is a nurse. <laughs> Lady Becky, you're a nurse. You make oh. a difference. Oh. Do you know, um, Craig? Do you know Bunny's a songstress? Ah, uh, yes, yes, I do know that. Yes, take me up high, mm. straight up to the ceiling. And I, I, mean, I unironically enjoy this song so much. I probably listened to it. If I had to guesstimate, I probably listened to it about sixty-five times. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yo, and I love all the I love the sub groover remix, the true to something remix, mm-hmm. all the remixes. True to on life, the, true to life. And there's like four or five remixes on the thing that I love every single one of them. It's a great tune. Yeah, it was an expansive project, but uh, it it uh, it it there, there were more mixes than uh, <laughs> we needed, perhaps. But <laughs> I think <laughs> well, they the were like the uh, at one point the the label head got his. Um, Boyfriends oh. do a mix, and I don't think it might have been his first. But hey, <laughs> as long as you get the dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you um have you always loved to sing? Always, always, yeah. and uh, you know, always was set on fire by music, mm-hmm. whether it's dancing to it or performing to it or mm-hmm. you know, singing to it. Because I'm mainly a comedian, I don't give the original music which does not make money. It's an actually expensive hobby. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you're yes. very lucky or yes. just come off drag race or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, th- it's music is an expensive hobby for most. Sure. I mean, it's, it's not it something is. that really, you know, Pays makes you money. And I mean, even people who have major contracts to record labels, I mean, now more than ever, I mean, you, it's a deal that no one would sign. Right. Yeah. In their right mind, unless you're just desperate for their, you know, for their stamp of approval. It's not a good business model. Mm. You know, so who are you, so when you create a piece of music, who is, your, who are you thinking of? D- does it matter? Or do you, are you just doing it for yourself? Do you're doing it for, to, for your act. Do you, do you have anybody in mind? Like, what's the deal? Take me a pie. I actually wrote a uh, humming, a little thing of music 
that I, I mean, I, I, I was humming this, these chords that I'd heard on something else. And I just kind of, you know, was in, while I was in that groove, I wrote the lyrics and the melody and, you know, recorded it. And when that project came out, that's why they have so many remixes. They were all remixes of the original demo, which was never released. So, oh, okay. Um, and did you shit on that demo or? Well, I shit while recording it. <laughs> and then I, uh, to douche, I peed up my ass. <laughs> you don't want to shit on the tape though, because then it's hard to get it mixed. That's the, you know, the trouble you can, there's specialists. Who but it makes it funky if you are able to attract it. That's true. And as long as they bake the tapes, they can kind of get anything off there they want, right? Do you think you it's. You wake up every morning and think, gotta bake the tapes. Time to bake the tapes. <laughs> funny, serious question. What? Do you think it's funnier for me to shit and then piss on it or to piss and then shit while I'm pissing on somebody else's shit? If you sit down on a sh- and shit on a knife, you won't have to. You won't be alive to to worry about the, what comes after. Again, a good act, but you can only do it <laughs> once. A I handful, guess. Yeah. a handful of times. That's a right. Handful, a handful yeah, of yeah. times. Um, so, do you? How much inspiration, if any, do you get from the East? Can Bunny? I ask you a serious question? <laughs> <laughs> how much? How much inspiration do you get from the Easter Bunny? And do you know that Easter was yesterday? It was also April Fool's Day. You know, it, well, I, I I do get inspiration from it because I do love the spring yeah. colors, mm-hmm. and I am partially colorblind, which you now you're Oh, now that's you're right. Like, that I, explains I, your makeup. <laughs> all those choices that's that right. she made was like, why is she wearing that earring? Okay. <laughs> what? No, here's my really good one is when I actually put on two of different color shoes uh-huh. and, and don't realize it. Cause it's sometimes the shades, you know, if it's just like, I, I'm like, I just, you know, they just don't hit me as hard as everyone else does, but Easter's already got its, you know, bright, you know, almost garish greens and yeah. pinks and, yeah. and mm-hmm. pastel, you know, yeah. color, color. And then to come to Hawaii and see the Easter colors as interpreted, you know, I mean, Hawaii is a, a magical place because the, even the language, it has this like, lilting yeah. sound all its own. And mm-hmm. then it's like the, the spellings and the pronunciation of the, of the Hawaiian lingo is actually like Dr. Seuss took mm. the Orient Express. It is just so <laughs> cute. Awesome. The thing I like about Hawaii, a lot of jewel tones, a lot of rich colors, because I'm not a rich- pastel girl. Rich colors and also uh, only beige buildings. It seems. I mean, all of the big buildings are like a are are. It's 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 fascinating here, though. Yeah. It's it's really important to just oh, a lot of get out and, and, and explore and to have nothing to do here is wonderful because it's very low key and you know yeah. I'm right downtown, but it's and where it should be like bustling early morning, but it's just it's just. Everyone is relaxed. Yeah. It's also the place in the States where it doesn't feel like you're in the U.S. because most no. people are Asian right. you know, or Indian or you know, Puerto Rican. There's a lot of Puerto Ricans here. So yesterday we had a Polynesian uh, server at a juice bar and a, a you know, look Jamaican, but they both had dreadlocks and they're listening to salsa music. So <laughs> it's almost as if like you know, this island culture yeah. of Jamaica, you know, Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and – you know, the Polynesians, island, Philippines, you know, it's, yeah. it's just kind of the, the, the idea of this island culture replacing American culture yeah. as the predominant. It's the, so it's, it's, it's fascinating to me in the same way that New Orleans says French in right. certain oh, yeah. areas. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Hawaii, is, they have a lot of good expat dick there, too. A lot of military dicks. <laughs> well, not to mention that Creole boys are oh. gorgeous, or, oh. or, or boys that are part Creole, whether they're white or black. Oh. They are just gorgeous with a dark, flashing eye, and oh, oh. And my I, nephew's Creole, but I don't see him like that. Well, I would hope not, you <laughs> incestuous cunt from hell. <laughs> Oh, back to the music thing for yeah. a minute. When you started uh, making music, who were your favorite performers and what who made you want to sing? The first record I bought was Rags to Rufus, the album with Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, although then it was just Rufus because not everyone had found out how fab she was. <laughs> right. So um, that was my, that and Oliver, the soundtrack. So I was a twisted conflicted queen uh you know from from funk to uh broadway i was a mess uh I, so i loved soul you know the jackson five disco uh, patty labelle shaka mm. khan all of it you know sure. Midas night 
Melba Moore, Janice Williams, all the greats. Yeah. Are you are you just reading out of a phone book right now? No. <laughs> it's Honey, the hotel register. Can... The hotel register. They're having a big convention. <laughs> if, if if they were having that convention, I would move here. <laughs> yeah. If my phone book contained those girls' numbers, yeah. I wouldn't be on the phone. So you. Yeah. So I have to. I want to pay Lady Bunny some compliments. So. I think if I, I had pay me, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I I think if I my I name think, is RuPaul. Pay me. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're my favorite uh, living live performing drag queen in the world. Oh my god! Because no, because you do original material. You do um, you compile original set lists. You you DJ, and here's the part that I enjoy the most: you fucking while out on the motherfucking dance floor, you stupid bitch. <laughs> she, if you ever seen I... Bunny in action, it is. It's like, it's transcendent. She goes ham, literally mm -hmm. Easter ham, and it's incredible. Totally Easter ham, Easter ham, yes. And those tiny mules with no backs. She has. She wears the most un. Uh, they look to the untrained eye. You look at these like clear lucite uh, mules with mm -hmm. no back or no strap, and you're like, how in the hell? Yeah. How in the hell? And how do those heels stay on, Bunny? Uh, seriously. But, you know they have a strap on the back. No, I've, I've seen, seen you with. I've seen you with with strapless mules on. That's true. Um, you know, the, but, but I mean, if you look at, and I've asked my friend who, Milan, who is a dancer, I said, you know, who, he always used to wear those dancery shoes that are kind of like strappy with like a two inch heel. That yeah, the ugly, the uglies. And they make, they're so ugly. They're so ugly. And it's like, so I've been trying to experiment with shoes I can dance in, high heels that I can dance in. But I mean, I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes these girls give me the blues because when I DJ at the Monster, I don't wear any heels because literally it's like the the booth is the the basement and it's like it's like you the ceiling is low so I have a choice take off your wig or take off your heels Oof. it ain't gonna be the wig no, so the heels come off and sometimes the younger queens give me the blues because you know RuPaul's Drag Race now that that's big everyone has to do everything just like contouring padding whatever yeah. it's all gotta be cookie cutter and yeah. never have any original so I'm like well, listen, honey, you say, you're gonna see me in these flats or you're not gonna see me right and they say oh but bunny you can't you can't wear the flats I, I, I said they kind of finally kept up their that line of questioning I was like listen honey we're in a gay bar. Yeah. You go and find the fag who is more likely to fuck me because I've jacked my lard ass up on heels three or four inches. And and you bring him over to me. If I want to fuck him, I'll put the heels on. Got it? Do you know I knew a man, a very... Uh, I don't need heels to make me look like a woman. I need yeah. a burka. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a rainbow burka, honey. A rainbow burka, a, a hijab, honey. Yeah, assault wipe yeah. weapon. Yes, thank you very rainbow much. Rainbow burka <laughs> with an assault weapon. But, but couldn't it be from Toys R Us? Even though it's now defunct, we get a good price on it now. Yeah, you could get it on sale. Bun bun. Toys R Us isn't that closed? That's what I just said. Defunct. Oh, defunct. Okay, you don't I'm even sorry. listen to me anymore, Bunny. You don't anymore. even more. <laughs> did, did I? <laughs> But Bunny and I went on tour and um Yes, tell us about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny and I went on tour and uh we had a we had a, a lovely some lovely bonding moments. Hey everybody, this is Craig. I'm just interrupting the show to let everyone know that we are on Twitter at Katya and Craig, as well as Instagram as Katya and Craig. We have an email address, whimsicallyvolatile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thank you to everyone who's already left reviews. Thank you to everyone for all the lovely comments. And I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, Bunny, in addition to providing some of the most uh, compelling Dragoon entertainment, she is also one of the most biting and uh, compelling s s uh, political analysts. Mm -hmm. Analysts. Social commenter. Social commentator. I believe that's, right. that's my opinion. I'm sticking commentator. to commentator. Yeah, commentator talks. <laughs> Just a commentator. Yeah. No, but she's um she doesn't hold back, and she the, she's run. I do you still do the bunny blog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still do my blog at ladybunny.net. Mm -hmm. And you guys, great uh, for the children out there who don't like to read more than three sentences on Twitter. <laughs> um, I suggest you uh, wiggle and waddle over to the bunny blog on ladybunny.net and catch you a piece of some. Uh, up-to-date, incisive political commentatorship. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. Especially if you are questioning both parties. Yes. And 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 have trouble really you know, saying, okay, we know that Republicans are bad. We always thought that. And yeah. we know that Trump is really bad. 
because he makes no sense and could be acting on a whim and, and yeah. you know, maybe may too mired in legal cases to really do everything he wants to do. But the alternative to that isn't a viable alternative to mm-hmm. us because that alternative is the Democrats. And they have also, like the Republicans, proven themselves to be the party of continuing wars, which never end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you want to, to, to be a, a Republican is to say, I would not even entertain single payer health care because I would rather let rich people have the the, the tax tax breaks mm-hmm. um, and pay for all these wars. Sadly, the Democrats are also to be a Democrat is to say, I'm fine with half of my taxes paying for the military yeah. uh, so that I cannot have single payer. So if, if the, the this last election, a lot of people found their voices in Bernie Sanders and a progressive voice just saying, hey, you can't have single payer or state run health care the way every other country has it because you have resigned yourself to apologizing to corrupt Democrats as well as Republicans. So if it works everywhere else, um, it can work here. It can never work as gun reform cannot work with politicians bought by the gun industry, by the uh, healthcare industry, or they're selling you war also, aren't they? So, you know, that's what makes our, our government tick. If you're okay with half of your tax dollars, not going to benefit you, not to rebuild your infrastructure, but to destroy other countries which have never attacked you. And the key in that is looking whenever it is argued that we need to go to war because of us interests, Mm -hmm. That's a code word for they never attacked us. If we get attacked, I will sing the praises of our military like you've never heard those brave young men and women, you know, who who can actually, you know, able be able bodied enough to defend us. But because you don't want me in the military, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't want me in the military either because I'll act a fool and get shot. But you know what, Bunny? You know what I've been doing? Um, besides fucking members of the military <laughs> is I've been listening to them and um, these poor men and women come back uh, to the United States with PTSD, yeah. with major anxiety. I know they do. And my, they my are, uncle did. Yes, they are not cared for by the American health care system. What so was what your, the what fuck was is your, that? Uh, Bunny, what was your uncle's story? My uncle's story is that he is a big, old, jolly uncle. My uncle Bobby, uh, my mother's sister, he served in the Vietnam War. Um, and a few years ago, he told me that he was in a, a, a shopping center mall. I think we call them. Um, <laughs> if you want just one syllable, um, you don't have enough room on that Twitter post. Uh, uh, he, um, that he was in the shopping mall around Christmas and a little kid had a toy gun. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, or, 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 or some truck or something that rattled and he made, it made some noise behind my uncle as they were leaving. And my uncle, without thinking, grabbed it in a moment of PTSD inspired terror and broke the kid's toy and felt oh, wow. so guilty. He had to go and buy it again because he was just on alert still yeah. decades later. Now, this is mm-hmm. not a bad case of PTSD. He's able to work, sure. not suffer from depression, not have any injuries. But, you know, here's the thing. Uh, Trump made headlines only in a few areas because we don't really care about the vets. We don't really care about the soldiers. We only like to say that we do every May on Memorial Day and Veterans Day. We do not care about them if we do not question why they're being sent uh, to war for nothing and risking their lives and com- or coming back ill, mentally ill, as they do with PTSD. Also, a lot of the homeless yeah, population yeah. Are, 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 you know, vets. So the Trump is trying, this did not make headlines, but Trump is trying to make the VA, the veterans, uh, you know, hospital uh, privatized, mm-hmm. which is what all Republicans want because they don't want a big government. They, the, a, a democratic socialist like Bernie Sanders, even though he doesn't say this, wants actually higher taxes because they want larger government to pay for the handicapped, to pay for the veterans, to pay for, you know, people who are, you know, transitioning, to pay for people who who are, you know, mentally ill and can't work, you know, I mean or or people or, or social security. You know, like the 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 big government this is Bernie Sanders, I wish he would say 
um, if you want this state health care, you're going to have to pay more taxes because that's what they all do. Any country yeah. that has that, France, Canada, right, right. Cuba, they all have higher taxes. But it's hard to get elected on a platform of, uh, you know, hey, vote for me. I'll raise your taxes. Right. However, that is an intrinsic part. If you're going to have socialized medicine, you're going to have higher taxes. Right. But you will pay zero in monthly premiums. That's an important fact to remember. But anyway, Trump is trying to privatize the, the VA. Yeah. Now, this is when you, when you, most Democrats would say, no, don't do that. However, it, under Obama, there were two times that the wait list for the, the, to, to get in, if you had PTSD, the, the, they're, the, they were caught lying twice about uh, cheating the vets by not letting them in to see someone, even if it's an urgent PTSD matter. Um, you know, for six months they were kept wow. waiting, and and the amount of time was fudged by the VA to, twice. So mm-hmm. this isn't uh, this is not a good alternative. I mean, if you're going to make someone promise. I will lay down my life for you and you will get eternal health care. Well, then you don't renege on that promise. Right, right, Regardless absolutely. of what I feel about war, right. you do not renege on that promise. Do you think, Bunny, that it's a, it's, do you think that capitalism does not allow for a sense of social solidarity? Or do you, or do you think there's something else? The, the greed and corruption has just gotten to a point and there's too many people. What do you think the fuck is wrong with America? Well, listen, not everyone thinks that socialism is the answer. Right. Um, you know, I would love to research their campaign and find out, Joe Kennedy, how much <laughs> Diane Feinstein, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, the speaker who reported on TV as a judge on Drag Race. I'm like, that bitch doesn't know anything about drag. She doesn't know anything about politics. You know, it's like, really, you know, uh, I mean, Rue and I, who are old friends, this is what, this is what some made me laugh. And I've joked with you, Katya, about have, have the, just for having a, being a drag queen with a Russian shtick and name. I'm like, have you come under fire from any of these (laughs) Russia paranoia? I know. You know, like, you know, I mean, because the whole whole arms is up, the whole country is up in arms over Russia. And it's like, Wow, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll happily sure there's proof that there was some meddling, but on TV they're saying it was extreme meddling. I mean, baby, that was thirteen bots. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, I, the, anyway, it's, it's just it. There's like a witch hunt for mm-hmm. anyone who dissents. Dissents, yeah. It's, yes, yes, yes. Trump is horrible, but if you are horrible, and if you're, if if, if your Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton cannot even win against Trump, yeah. then the Democrats are a failure, as the Democrats, in my mind, were a failure, because a lot of these people who voted for, I think 9% of, of people who voted for Trump voted for Obama. Yeah. So they are not racist, yeah. and they are not uh, uh, uh you know, uh, nationalists or whatever they're, yeah. they're the nativists or whatever they call them. The people who are like, you know, white is right. And we're right, American, right. which makes no sense because no. Native American Indians are really American. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's much, I mean, I lot. don't know if I, I answered your question about no. whether, yeah, whether, I mean, you didn't, uh, I mean, but Obama started off with, with, uh, as the president, very popular president with both houses of Congress, the house and the Senate democratic. Yeah. In the first midterm, he lost one house. In the second midterm, he lost the majority in the other house. At the same time, the the two-thirds of the state senates are majority Republican now. Two-thirds of the state governors are Republican. Now, I know there's racism. I know there's misogyny. I know there's, you know, but there's also finances and the economy and for whatever reason these people did not want to vote for hillary who was promising eight but four more years did i slip up and say eight four more (laughs) years of of obama because they weren't doing well under obama so this wasn't all racism and anti-immigrant you know so there were people who voted for obama who went for trump because they could not you know, th- th- they didn't want any more Obama. Yeah. So we're, we're not going to get anywhere until we just have an open dis- discussion about, I mean, if you deliver the, 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 the White House, if, if your successor is a radically different Republican, 
and you've lost both houses of Congress and the whole country state leadership have turned Republican. Mm-hmm. That's a repudiation of what you stand for. Yeah. I think I th- tell me if you think this is way off base, bunny. I think that <clears throat> in a general simplistic way, um, people want a father figure as a leader and they're not, for whatever reason in America, they're not ready mm-hmm. to have a woman be at the helm of the United States of America. And, and I think you could be right. Yeah. Cause I, I know that in Russia, you have mother Russia and mother Russia needs a father <laughs> seriously. But like for the simpletons in, in the countryside, they're like, no, whatever happens happens, you know, cause they couldn't give less of a fuck. They're out in Siberia. They're not getting, you know, it's cold. They get vodka. And a lot of people just don't give a fuck. As long as there's a, a man at home who's going to take care of business. But in America, cash okay. is king. It's all right. about the cash. But, cash is king. But, but, but this is what drives people to the poll, their economic circumstances. Right. Now, another example is, you know, Israel. It, in the last election, uh, before his election in Israel, Netanyahu came to speak in the U.S. Congress at the invitation of Republicans. Mm-hmm. Now, it was perceived that the that Obama considered this to be grandstanding or that it was electioneering to use our legislature to 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 make a political statement in your country uh-huh. so there was all this hubbub about it obama went on to to um to uh greenlight a 30 billion dollar payment to Israel over the next 10 years to fund their defense. Mm. And I'm like, wow, we're looking at these recent attacks on peaceful protesters by Israel. And I'm like, I, I so you were the president that was allegedly chillier to Israel, yet you greenlit the biggest uh, payment. Okay, well, I guess you can... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, being an semite if you are actually paying us, I mean, this is just just bizarre. You know, I mean, it's like the, no matter what happens, even the Chile presidents give them the big cash yeah. to continue, you know, doing this. So it's 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 very it's it's very nutty to me. It's complicated. It's complicated. Do you think a woman will ever be president in the next twenty years? Well, here's what I think. I don't know about that, and I I I, I, I it could be. I hope so. I saw that Shirley Chisholm was running when I was a kid, and I, the first black uh, uh, woman to run. And I was like, you know, even as like a, I don't know how old I was, 10, 12, I thought, well, it, it, the optics of it certainly, I wasn't using the term optics at 10 years old, but I said, <laughs> the, 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 the opt, uh, optics of it certainly look good for breaking, you know, boundaries you know uh yeah so i support shirley (laughs) she got my endorsement but here's the thing um i I got an email from the democratic attorneys general uh and i'm like y'all are thinking i thought she was gonna talk about drag race (laughs) Um, (laughs) fuck them who cares uh, the the the, uh the, um, (laughs) the what was I talking about? I can't remember. The now. attorney you were general, about Democrat drag race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, no, uh, Miss no, Vanji, Miss Vanji. No, you got a letter from okay. the attorney general. What? What? That, yeah, okay, I got an email from the att- attorney general. Yeah. Shit. I'm sorry. Hold on. Are you getting a butt plug removed? I think she's filleting herself. Oh, okay. Yeah. But one of Bunny's talent is that she's able to so seamlessly mm-hmm. and effortlessly flex her spine in mm-hmm. a way that allows her Easter egg to just pop into her mouth. Gotcha. And it's amazing because. Clearly, she was preparing for that for the last few minutes, and you didn't yeah. even notice there was no change of breath. There was no, no kind of discomfort. You know, with, with Bunny, it's all a big facade. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. hoax. Mm. It's an Easter hoax. Right. She's the ultimate stunt queen. She she leads you down this rabbit hole of political analysis. Hoo ha, really? Yeah. Hoo ha and brouhaha. Mm-hmm, indeed. A lot of a hullabaloo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the last minute, she just fucks herself silly. Mm-hmm. And just she goes right oh. in. Yeah. And she has risen again. Mama, she always rises. Mm. She hops, actually. Okay. <laughs> but, um, while she Hi. Gets- <laughs> <laughs> so, and, Jesus Christ, so, she's risen. I, no, that's, that's my friend from Hawaii. She's coming to pick me up. Anyway. You gotta I got to go? I was, I was explaining this on the other line. I had you on hold. Oh. Oh, sorry. I don't know how to work my phone. So anyway, I, I, but, but let me decimate all the politicians. I, okay, I, yes, I do no it. Go. Sitting. Uh, so I got a letter from a, the, the Democratic Attorney's General uh, saying, you know, a bunch of them saying, we've got to elect more women and here's how we're going to do it. And I thought, well, I'm all for 
women having equal representation as I am all races, you know, religions or gender. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. please. But if you elect a woman who isn't actually standing strong on women's issues like abortion, like equal pay for women, then you do not have a woman who is a very good leader with women's issues. So I'm not checking to see if you have a vagina or whatever. It's like, and having a vagina... Unlike this email of the term, the Democratic Attorney General, that does not uh, necessarily make you qualified, you know, to, sure to, 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 if you're not, if you don't have women's issues at heart. I mean, we just had Hillary Clinton run. And do you remember from her campaign, her going, like making it a key issue that, that she would, get the the women wouldn't make 70% or 76% of what men make that they would be paid equally i don't remember that as being a a, a major point in her campaign why not what woman doesn't want to be paid what men are paid yeah what what uh, republican women want that surely yeah, they sure do so i don't understand why that wasn't a bigger uh you know point in her campaign but if I ideal. I'm an idealist, and I'm not always practical. Mm-hmm. But sure. I will say that if you are practical, and the the you you take the temperature of the country, and and the results are that so many people are against having a woman, that you will not win by running a woman. Then you your party is not going to win. If you run a woman, right. you can sit and wish that the country was ready right. to uh, run a woman, but uh, and how wrong it is that they are not because of their religion or because of right. their internalized, you know, misogyny or or, or, or whatever. But if the, if a woman can't win and you need to win or you get Trump. Right. Well, then we've got Trump. Right. If you offer a woman who can't win. Yeah. It, it's the crisis of, do you want a deadbeat dad or, or, or a mom who looks, you know what I mean? It's like. Or a mom who molests you. <laughs> well, in bye. favor of the banks and sells you yeah. a house that, 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 with a mortgage that can't. I mean, yeah. It's, if, but, it's, but Bunny, wait, wait. Serious question. If I sell you mortgage backed securities, will you molest me? What? <laughs> You're supposed to gift. If those, I you know, sell if you, you mortgage-backed securities, will you come into my room at night and tell me? Ow. Well, let me just put say it this way: I would put a knife on the condom. <laughs> <laughs> would it be serrated though? That's the question. If I offered, <laughs> that would give her ribbed for your plan. Yeah, yeah. Bunny, if I flew down to Hawaii at this very moment and offered you some REIT derivative stock, would you tell me? Ah, oh, ah. You know that's my <laughs> default answer for every question. <laughs> Sometimes, Craig, Bunny will call me. Not so much recently because we're in a fight. Um, oh, okay. But, um, but sometimes Bunny calls me and breathlessly whispers sweet somethings into my ear like this. <laughs> Is that not true, Bun Bun? That is an exact <laughs> replication. <laughs> The mimicry oh level here is really impressive. <laughs> well, I would love to be able to to mimic some of Katya's memorable moments. She just has a habit. <laughs> and it's, it's sad, really. <laughs> but, but even though when I have toured with Bun Bun, sometimes being under the influence, sometimes not, but always being a manic mess, um, she has offered nothing but um, a calm, cool, and collected uh, uh, olive branch of friendship. Yeah, I'm real good with telling everyone else what to do. My own life is a mess, but I give the greatest <laughs> advice. I just don't seem to take it myself. Same here. Same here. Birds of a feather hop together. I can just zing through to the root of your craziness and yeah. miss all of my own. Have you ever thought of being a therapist? Because you already are one. Plot twist. Um, <laughs> plot Twist, tell me where your cut is. <laughs> Do you know tell there's a me ge- where that turd is? <laughs> oh my god, there's a gerbil in my ass. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me, um, if I can remember, um, hold on. Oh god damn it, I've heard it a million times. Um, one of my favorite jokes, and this is disgusting. Mm, good. This is disgusting, Craig. My favorite bunny jokes, and I'm gonna try to imitate her voice. 
how do you get a gay guy to fuck a woman? How? Shit in her cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a family joke. That is, is disgusting, buddy. And you are the, oh, God. I have a question, actually. So if you were on tour together, uh, sometimes Brian was on uh, substances, sometimes not. Did you notice a marked difference in uh, in him during those times? You can answer I don't honestly. Think I, I don't think she was on substances during that trip. I, so I, yeah, like I, at this point, it's hard for me to remember because I have, um, depending on the energy level, what I've found out is that I am naturally uh, just a twacked out mess. A tweaker. Just naturally a tweaker. Well, because I've never, I mean, sometimes in retrospect, when you've told me that, oh, that was the day after I did something, sure. then I thought, oh, okay, I kind of see that. But at the time, there's nothing really markedly different. No, but, but sometimes, Bunny, you know, like we, Bunny and I live, we've traveled the world. She has more than I have. And also um, when you travel with someone like that, right. it's a whole different level you of know. knowing the other person's right. habits. Yeah. yeah. Usually I'll, but, but I mean, we oh. were on a pretty grueling schedule yeah. and I don't, re- I mean, if you, if you did, it was after we got off work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not the kind of person I'm not, I was never, for me, I was never a party girl. Yeah. I was always like a manager. Like I would like to use, I would manage my own meds. And of course they just ran me into the ground. <laughs> um, but, uh, I was never wanting to go to sleep. Right, right. I just always wanted to stay up. And I always like, I ran myself ragged because I, I realized I was doing an unmanageable schedule, which is of course my fault at the end of the day, but I just wanted to be happy all the time. That's plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it, 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 the schedule was was y- y- sort of your fault. You were kind of new and 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 to to the. I mean, this this dragway suddenly even started airing, and you'd never toured back to back, night to night on no, anything. I would never. assume. Oh, never, I never left Boston. Oh, because I mean, this was I, your first tour, really. Yeah, when I when no when I got on a uh, drag race. I left the, I hit the road and really never came back. Sure. Right. Like, For about how long would you say? I don't know, but like two years, three it's years, a long something time. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and Bunny, you know about, and then the social media, we never really take a day off. Right. Because we can always, we can always claim that we're not Working. wasting time on social media, but we're quote networking. <laughs> no, no. Seriously. Like I'm, I'm polishing my brand. It was like, bitch, you're just fucking wasting time on Twitter. Bunny, could you describe for those who haven't been on a tour, kind of what the grueling schedule of a tour is like? Well, sometimes, uh, you know, the one that I went on most recently, Work the World, where we went to Canada and uh, all around this country, you actually arrive not at a hotel room mm-hmm. in each city, but you arrive at the theater. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, so then you'll you'll be there from like six to maybe one a.m. Sure. And I'm like, how do you have a call time of six? Yeah. And then go to 1 a.m. You're booked for 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. How does that turn into five hours? Right. Well, the meet and greets. Right. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's not about what you do on stage. It's getting a picture with the, them to make your feed look better. You know, I mean, yeah. listen, there's worse things than people wanting a picture with you. When you're the forgotten booger at the <laughs> bar alone and no one wants your pictures, then you have to worry. You know, but so, I mean, it's a catch-22, but it, it also just means, in, you know, just not complaining about it, but just in, except in terms of sitting for five hours in an uncomfortable wig or sitting, yeah. you know, for one hour. That's what – so – then you leave, at, and then you don't go to a hotel room. Right. You shower at the hotel and get in a mini bus that has these coffins, unless you're Latrice who had to use the whole back room because she couldn't fix fit in one of the coffins. <laughs> um, but, um, not that I'm petite, but um, anyway, it was, uh, it's, so, so then you were, then you don't sleep well because the, the bus is, you know, um, you know, quite noisy. Sure. And then you arrive. Uh, at the theater again, you know, and it's just like, even if you, oh, that was much. I mean, that was really, really tough. It's grueling. It, and it's if you, really, when you haven't right. had any, um, any rest, good sleep. Sure. And you, you're subjected to like sold out crowds every night, which again is a dream, but I'm just talking about behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want to sell out the biggest venues in town. That's a joy. But, um, and you love to see big crowds, you know, vibing off of your nonsense. Sure. But, but behind the scenes, that that makes I me mean, when you haven't even had the benefit of a good night's sleep, 
you and girl, you've been on this tour for a while. You get real. I mean, you look forward to those days off. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And also, you're not but, really eating that well, usually. Like, maybe oh, you get no, some good chips food. and yeah. dip, honey. Sure. You, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a vegetable, maybe a carrot and celery stick thrown in there somewhere. So it's not really any surprise when people sort of get a little dependent or rely on either booze or other substances in the midst of all of this. Well, you can't control anything. So if you, if you have a tendency to, you know, use something, it might very well be to establish your order, i.e. your addiction on your life. Yeah. You can control your feelings by using something. You can, yeah. can you can go to sleep, or you can stay up, or you can knock out some work, or you can yeah. cruise on for sex, or whatever. You know, yeah. that that's when you can't control anything, and you know, even rest. Right. You may need something to give you a kick yeah. from for the show, or bring you down from the show because you only have a a couple hours of sleep, so you have to sleep when if you've had coffee, you know, because you're already tired yeah. from the different cities, then you can't go to sleep after the, right. the coffee. Right, so you need right. a sedative. So it's just a, it does become an up and down. But really, the only thing that matters is what you do on stage. I mean, some of the younger dancers, I was like, oh my god, y'all are literally going. You're going out to a club. We're <laughs> all too exhausted to even smile. Yeah, you know, it's crazy, and it's um, yeah, it's that finding. <clears throat> Finding the balance between personal satisfaction and, and professional um, uh, responsibility is like, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of, it's naive to say that it's uh, it's a little hard to find that balance because look at the all the greats <laughs> who have just died from drug overdoses, um, from, from yeah. sedatives, a little too many sedatives. And it's just like, oh God, yeah, that's right. Touring is just plain hard. And I find that there's a... Um, if, if we are allowing ourselves to be too responsive and receptive to the comments and feedback of our audiences, then mm-hmm. we're too vulnerable to, um, to sign a pull away and say, no, I can be grateful and also pull back and don't need to give every inch of my life away. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, in, in a sense, whenever someone, you know, tweets at you or, or, or comments on an Instagram photo, in a sense, that is a fan letter. Yeah. Even though it's addressing, you know, perhaps in a humorous way, I love it when it is, you know, reading me or whatever, um, you know, on a, on a photo, you know, it's like, I love that, but it's also, are you the type that has a manager answering your fan letters with something generic? Mm, Because, you know, it used to be when you mailed a letter, it was probably going to be something, you know, like a little more important than a toss away line. Yet that was a fan mail that, you know, you, you know, it, 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 they cared enough to actually write this letter. I'm not saying everyone switched to mail, snail mail, you know, again, <laughs> but I'm just saying that for, it, it is an adjustment to know, I mean, to, to think that you have to, to, to juggle everyone's response right. if you are connected. I mean, with someone who has three email accounts, email from a website, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, two Facebook pages. I mean, it just, it's, it, you can spit, you have to just make, make it clear how much time you want to spend on this and because it's real easy for someone who is easily distracted to get on there and just like have this high from that yeah i mean i read all the fan mail i do yeah i read all of it i don't respond to all of it just for obvious time constraints right and i don't read it in a timely fashion but i don't have anybody personally um uh, sorting through my um fan mail or sorting through my email um and uh but th- there's a strange thing that happens money that's like when the the shock of drag race is like you know you have to contend with the fact that you are not as talented as and accomplished as drag queens who've come before you and who earn their success through the hard work of pounding the pavement but you receive so much more in, in a sense undo acclaim because of the television stardom and then you have to like kind of negotiate okay um i i get to be colleagues with people who were once my idols but the 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 playing field is not even close to level so it's kind of like okay where do i actually receive the adulation from can i can i trust my colleagues to say hey you're doing a good job or you're not doing a good job and mm-hmm. even though the fans could be screaming for yes 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 you're the best but you're in your heart you're saying well no i'm not that good because i didn't do anything here do you know what i mean does that make any sense no okay moving on well yes because you, but but what happens when you're broadcast on tv is that you're reaching all kinds of people you're reaching yeah. drag fans you're reaching um you know 
young people who've never even been out to a club, but who love drag and hey, love us, you yeah. know. But um, but, but they've never been in a club. They don't know, you know, anything to compare it to other than drag race. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think I and you're also yeah. getting housewives who don't know anything about drag or some straight people or oh sure you know, whatever. But right. but it's like they they don't. They know what's what on that show. Right, right. But see, if you've never seen Bunny in action, you well, you probably don't have AIDS. And, um, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you will get it by the time I finish. <laughs> but it's, it's pure joy. Yeah. Like that's the thing about, and, it, and that's the thing I always loved about working at Jacques Cabaret in Boston. It was like you were either there or you weren't. Mm-hmm. And there was no YouTube. Uh, I'm yeah. sure there was YouTube. I'm not, I'm not 150,000 years old, but we didn't put stuff on YouTube. Only we only did that once a year during our anniversary shows. Sure. And so it's like it became a, a meeting spot where people like met each other and fags like became in relationships and then broke up at Perestroika. And then, you know yeah. what I mean? Like once a month, it was like the place to be for a good long time. And often we sucked on stage, but it, who fucking cares? Well, that's part of the ephemeral magic of yeah. an event, a monthly yeah. thing or a live show, yeah. whether it's in a d- rinky dink, uh, gay bar where you have to get ready on a milk crate above a furnace or at the, the, the theaters in England where bunny and I performed at sure. these gorgeous theaters, bunny gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. And I mean, you know, we were performing in places that had photos of David Bowie and Tom yes. Jones. Right, uh, right. You know, it, it sold out crowds. It's just really thrilling. I mean, if you love the history, especially. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of history, um, can we talk a little bit about you co-creating Wigstock? Sure. Well, um, <laughs> we were drinking at the Pyramid Club in the mid-80s, and uh, the bar closed, and they kicked us out. And we ran, went over to um, to uh, Tompkins Square Park across the street mm-hmm. and entertained on this large band shell several s- s- homeless people who were rather underwhelmed as they were trying to sleep <laughs> at that time. So we were like, no, we feel you. You're homeless. We're homely. Um, and... Uh, you know, we, we we were clowning around several very, very drunk people, some that worked at the Pyramid, one Wendy Wilde, uh, who performed at Wigstock every year before she passed away, a, a true genius who I saw perform at the Pyramid one night, and she was in some original uh, music playing band, and she did this keyboard solo. I said, "My Wendy, my God, that keyboard solo was phenomenal. I didn't know you even played keyboard. And she said... I didn't until tonight, but I'm glad you liked the solo. I took two hits of acid and, and was seeing two keyboards. And I was like, I mean, even though it's a joke and everything, I mean, it's like the music in this woman's soul was so much mm-hmm. that she could be fucked up out of her mind. And just because she is music, uh-huh. anything that comes out of her trembling hands struck this fool who was probably fucked up on something different. Uh, uh, as genius. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was just, just t- totally phenomenal. So mm-hmm. there was all this talent there. The pyramid only hold, t- held 250 people. I, I, there were bands playing every weekend, you know, the kind of jack off guitar playing 15 <laughs> minute solo, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Uh, and I just thought, Ooh, we can do better than that with yeah. all the pyramid. Cause we, there was very interesting dragon. I'd come from Atlanta, Georgia, where, you know, the drag was great, but it was, you know, very traditional celebrity sure. impersonation. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner, Cher, Joan Rivers, whatever, and uh, impersonations. So coming to the Pyramid Club where they were impersonating Janis Joplin or, um, you know, uh, uh, the Madonna, uh, not Madonna, but the Madonna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I mean, not my, not Madonna and Mona Lisa getting my Italian names mixed up. Uh, the, the, but yeah, it was just the, there was a Queen John Kelly who impersonated that painting as like a live painting. It was mm-hmm. absolutely hysterical with the smile of Mona Lisa. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just thought we need to see, bring this to a bigger audience. And it got bigger and bigger every year. And first year was a little, you know, iffy, but um, <laughs> it, it was definitely a vibe. You yeah. know, it was, and, and we just wanted to be together because at that time, it was a paradise, a paradise stricken with AIDS, um, because mm-hmm. it, which it just started happening and being identified. But, um, you know, we were, we were a real community then, perhaps more of a community because groups like ACT UP, 
um, were, you know, flying off the handle at the government for yeah. not approving AIDS drugs or Reagan didn't even say the word AIDS until uh, maybe, uh, you know, I mean, it was just, just, uh, they were shocked by the government's lack of response because this was considered a gay disease or yeah. a disease which affects people of color. Was it deep into his second term that Reagan finally said it on TV as, or sort of said it? I don't remember this, but I do remember this. In Hillary Clinton's campaign, she thanked Nancy Reagan for starting a conversation on AIDS. Right. She said, but one little Christ. thing, Hillary, you truth teller. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Reagan never started that conversation. Mm -hmm. And gays were flying off the handle at Hillary after she said that. But they quickly forgave her because it's like, whatever, the, yeah. the Hillary magic that appeals to older gays and not to younger. Yeah. It's like, younger folks, I don't understand your video games and your music it sucks but we, we, we can talk politics yes honey. yes god back to what you were saying so the act up was really uh kicking off well the, the fear of aids made the sense of community stronger plus we all lived around the east village yeah so there was no you know uh you know in new york you don't drive so we don't worry about drunk driving but you know, you, it was it was a quick taxi ride or walk yeah. to uh, several clubs. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, we we and we all lived in that neighborhood. So it wasn't like you know. Now there's still pockets of fun in New York City, but do I really want to take an eighty dollar cab ride to Bushwick? Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's so and, it's and so see expensive. and see one club. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. See one club as opposed to hitting a bunch in the same area. Which is also the area where you live, because I don't know about you, but I'm a slut, and <laughs> yep. when you get fucked up, you want what? Dick. dick. Okay, so <laughs> you need to have the dick near your home, because if you get yeah. home, the dick isn't good, and you're too stupid to have felt it up in the bathroom or whatever, <laughs> then you might have to run back out. Was that also the era of the after-hours clubs, like Save the Robots? <laughs> yes, it was, honey, and this uh -huh. thing left with a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> which was fully exposed <laughs> grind that makeup off on your pubic hair it was nuts oh hit my, my chin in a deep throat fantasy one nut per chi chin Bunny, have so you always had three would you describe yourself as a whimsical slut yes I would thank you <laughs> I'm actually, I don't want to be slut because I'm really not the whore that I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either these days. I mean, it's an old, it's a young girl's game. Shit. <laughs> well, I ran around all over the world tainting these men. I'm not going to let y'all deal with the after. Oh. Did you ever look in the mirror and say, oh? Uh, <laughs> yes. Do you jerk off, buddy? Yes. You do? What do you think about when you jerk off? <laughs> I think about Roxy Andrews' mom. <laughs> Driving away from the bus station? Do, do you think about uh -huh. riding the bus with my fister? Yeah. Toilet no, seat and eye on Bernard. There's a dildo on the front of Roxy Andrews' mom's uh, car. Oh, God. And oh, my God. Right after she dropped Roxy off stop it. at the bus stop, she uh, I was in the middle of the road with my legs open, so I wasn't <laughs> concerned about Roxy. You know, it's such a small world, right? It's you are crazy. You are the most... Have you ever gotten... Have you ever received a certificate for the most rotted cunt bag in the world? May I make you one? The death certificate. <laughs> <laughs> One day, I mean, this this like rheumatic um, fucking wheeze is just gonna. Ru I'm just, please stop trying to work RuPaul. <laughs> I like that the branding that you're doing. On I, that was R H R H E U for all you out there, the, you misspellers. Um, well, I bunny, you're I I'm hard now, so I need to go jerk off. Um, Your face is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Your teeth are not. <laughs> no, they're soft, <laughs> like the peeps I shoved please. up. Please. Please lick those soft, warm, red, long, silky bedroom teeth of yours that drive me wild. Wait, do you, you want to palpate my gums before you finger blast my sister's puss puss? Plumeria! That's the flower in Hawaii. Plumeria! Ah. All right, uh, Lady Bunny, you are uh, a goddess. A Hawaiian goddess. Yes, come or on, a I want to lay. Yeah. Okay, girl. Before we stop, uh, I really want to know what your thoughts are on Roseanne's. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we, what Did we were talking watch? about before, yeah. 
And also you said if there was, you know, any hint of dissent. So I'm curious as to your take on Roseanne's take on Trump. Yeah. Well, um, let's be honest. Half of this country did not vote. So they are either uninterested or feel left behind by mm-hmm. the, the political process or just don't even know enough to care. Yeah. So um, the, the, those people are out there and they're going to watch whatever show they want because politics does not figure into their lives. They right. don't debate it passionately. Yeah. They don't care. They don't feel they have a, a, a horse in that race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, oddly, a lot of people of color who would, to me, seem to they would be more impounded by, uh, you know, um, Economic issues as offered in different, you know, game plans by Republican, Democratic, progressive, you know, whatever. That, that, that it is a lot of them that say, you know, I don't have a horse in that game. I don't vote. So, I mean, those people are going to watch the show. It was a hit show in the 90s. It was, I mean, I even have some Democratic friends who everyone jumped down their throat because they posted, I watched Roseanne. You know, and here's what I liked about him. So they're like, no, 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 don't normalize Trump. And I understand that because Roseanne has said some crazy stuff. She does seem unhinged, but she said some crazy stuff about Trump. Yeah. uh, um, I mean, about Trump freeing uh, lots of kids who are being sold as sex slaves, Um, you know, like like sex trafficking and, and his great role in you know, undoing that. Well, I don't know what her news source is, <laughs> right. but I, I don't think that that is happening. Right, uh, right. I, I would, listen, I, I may be wrong, but, you know, I also know that she's very gung-ho with, you know, she's Jewish and she's very much supports Israel. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're seeing Trump try to move uh, the headquarters, the, 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 the capital from uh, Tel Aviv, where it is now, to Jerusalem, which would cause pandemonium. And I can only think that the reason Trump wants that is to provoke so that he can have war neighbors, uh, you know, who would be drawn into the conflict if, because you see, Jerusalem is claimed as a holy city by Muslims and Jews, and I believe one other faith. Mm-hmm. So this would cause a hard, but the reason I think Trump wants to do it is A, Republicans always want more war, and B, there's a lot of stupid evangelicals who who back trump and they believe that the second coming will not come until uh there's been a conflict in the middle east and this is what trump is ginning up for the evangelicals they think that you know jesus won't be born again until that shit happens so well those um, are a bunch of stupid fucks who just want the whole planet to be blown up yeah but so so a lot of people are making this 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 even with a a friend who's a staunch democrat hillary supporter they're making the 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 point that she maybe they didn't want to read her because she's trans uh you know uh yeah i mean like oh we've gotten to the point where it's oh don't question anyone who's trans because you might be flying in the face of a marginalized community and say excuse me honey you can be a woman that's wrong you can be a trans that's wrong hello you know it's like, th- th- being a trans doesn't mean everything you say is right or yeah. true yeah um you know so it's just like it's it's become this really bizarre thing where there there's my trans friend was saying you know i watched roseanne everyone's saying no 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 don't normalize trump right you know we're the resistance what? and i'm like well uh i believe uh earth to you know uh snowflake or whatever you want to call him trump normalized himself yes. when he won he sure yeah. did i do not think crazy roseanne uh you know people may have been been glad to, to that she was uh you know, uh, supporting Trump if they supported him and looked to her as a celebrity. But she did not win the election for Donald Trump. The election for Donald Trump, I mean, he did hit upon something which some see as charisma. I don't. Then I have to ask, are we giving reality shows too much credit if a reality star, not even a real TV star, um, who can act with something on a script, you know, is being rewarded for being a train wreck asshole and running around the country, you know, questioning Obama's birth certificate and stuff like that, you know? So the, the the thing is, Trump normalized himself when he won. So I, I I think it's it takes a real like mixed up feeling still hurt that Hillary didn't get elected to try and be claiming stuff like that because it's like he won, you lost, you actually lost, you backed someone who lost to Trump. You did not back Bernie Sanders. You did not jump in and protest 
when the Democrats, you know, cheated in the DNC, cheated Bernie Sanders so that Hillary could win. I mean, mm-hmm. this this is not even debatable. Right. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the head of the DNC, stepped down as a result. So it's like, you know, and, and then the, the her replacement, Donna Brazil, uh, she... Um, you know, fed Hillary email questions in advance of the CNN debate. Mm. So it's like you you got to stop looking at the DNC and Democrats as good people. They are corrupt too in different ways. Yeah. I do. Are they as bad as the Republicans? I don't think so because I'm from the left. But I'm a little further left than the Democrats if the party leadership is saying they do not consider single payer of the healthcare system in any other country. But so I don't understand this boycotting thing. There's, there's, and, and I mean, the boycotting thing really backfired or didn't have any effect because it's, it's, it's had more ratings than anything. So whether right. people, you know, listen, there, there's been this thing where the left feels dismayed that their candidate lost to Trump and they should, because how do you lose to that? You really have to be offering a rotten crook with an awful hawkish foreign policy record and, you know, in the, the, the hands of banks and uh, the military machine and oil. I mean, Hillary was selling fracking as secretary of state. I mean, you know, it's just unbelievable. Uh, and it wasn't it, 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 Hillary was a shift towards the corporate Democrats, which Obama was, too. I'm not just down on Hillary. I'm down on anyone that represents corporations more than people, right. which Donald Trump does an extreme version right. by cutting taxes you know, on the wealthy. Anyway, yeah. it's it's I think I'm getting away from the actual answer to the question, but I don't understand. Maybe it's a good thing. This is what the gist of what some of the people who went against the you know the the boycott Roseanne thing. They're saying I think it's actually good that we're that we're. It's a good representation, however crazy Roseanne might be. It's a good thing that uh, the average middle of America uh, um, family is is mixed up. I don't mean right. is 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 a, is a combination of left, right, older, younger. Uh, younger questioning its gender, uh, you know, uh, you know, liberal, you know, mom, older Republican grandmother. Um, so I think that that is that is an accurate representation because younger people are exploring their gender right. na- more now, um, which is great. And um, it worked for me. <laughs> I did it before it was. I did it before, before it was cool. cool. Yeah. Wait, Bunny, when are you going to run for president? I'm never going to. I I, I, I prefer to throw stones okay. wherever there is uh, hypocrisy. Okay. That's good enough for me. But Fair I'll enough. put a knife on your stone. Ah, but will you cut all my kidney stones, bunny? Aww. Aww. <laughs> all right. Now go get some Hawaiian pussy, bitch. We're going to go smoke a cigarette. Bye. Thank you so much, bunny. My pleasure. Love you. Love you. Cool. Cool. That fucking bitch is amazing. That was good. Let's tape one now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so can she just do that exact I, thing? Yeah, the whole thing again. That was that, a warm no, that's up. That's great. Okay, good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make word sure. Word for word. It's whimsically.